Blog Talk Radio. Training. So, how are you going? How's it going for you tonight? 
Everything is good. It's so funny. Uh, I was like, um, what's going on here? I forgot about your training. And uh, I could hear it in the background, and I was like, okay. <laughs> but everything is good oh, here, I Tammy. Uh, I, I thought I had muted it out because I, they were giving us some new information, and I wanted to hear it. I still had to get on off, couldn't stay on because they went over a little bit. But I uh, thought I'd, I logged in on the radio show and muted my leadership out, but I guess I didn't if you could hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you probably did the opposite. Who knows? It's all good. Uh <laughs> It is all good. Glad to be on with you. Everything is good. Uh, Tamari is good. Nadia is good. Uh, our um, virtual career week is going well, so I'm grateful for that. Um, I was able to uh, uh, hop off there at 7 p.m. Um, our time and uh, cook dinner, and uh, we had tacos and tequila. <laughs> So everything is good here. How about you guys? Oh, same. Just been one of those days, kind of, uh, like I said, just hopped off. It's just been one of those long days. But uh, all is good. All is well here. Came came home, rushed, and got food in me and got on that training, and now we're here. I did get to listen to quite a bit of the, well, I guess the the, um, career week, I got a chance to listen. I guess maybe the second person, uh, the space with the the uh, what's the name of it? I cannot think of the name of it. Sassy it was a lady from organizing. Chesapeake, Virginia. Yeah, from Chesapeake. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, so Sassy I got space to hear a little bit of you. Right. Yes, yeah, so I got to hear the introduction from you, and then uh, well, quite a bit of it, and then when she came on, so I did get to listen to that one today. Okay, good. Yeah. Thank so you for joining cool. us. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool. And maybe I'll get a chance to listen tomorrow as well um, and then prepare for Thursday because I'm going to – I have a few questions after listening, you know, watching her. I want to make sure I have all the know-how of what I need to do on this end. So I'm sure you'll <laughs> get me through all this stuff. Uh, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll so. definitely help you out. Okay, cool, cool. Well, um, let's see, where are we? I know we had just, a, I want to just, for those who did not listen to the show last week, I just right now just think that it was a great show and one that continued to be a blessing to me throughout the rest of the week. Um, so for anybody mm-hmm. who's listening tonight, let me get the chat line on. If you did not hear last week's show, go back and listen to it. Um, both of them, we actually I made a boo-boo. I actually um, scheduled the first show, the original show, for 15 minutes. And so right at about 14 minutes, it let us know we only had, you know, 60 minutes left or whatever. So we jumped off, and I redid everything, and we got back on. And so we had some people that came back on with us, and we went until 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock for Rodney. So we went the entire time. But it was just a great conversation, just great random conversations. And if you don't know, if this is your first time, we are about transformation, self-awareness, all the selves, all the self, self-love, self-reflection, um, all of those things that make us better people. 
So I hope that we are able to just kind of continue that, um, continue from that tonight and just be led wherever we we are, are, I guess, led to be led. So I just truly enjoyed that show uh, last week. It was It was heartfelt. It was things that I needed to hear and reflect upon. So it was just wonderful. So go back and listen to it. Um, Rodney, would you like to tell them about the trash can baby just in case? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, what? you know, <laughs> I, I was thinking about, um, how we talked about the trash can last week. And, uh, for those of you who are, uh, new to butterfly evolution or new to our show here on Tuesday nights, uh, one of the things, um, and I don't even know how far back we've, I know you were doing it when I first started in 2014, Tammy, but I'm trying to think, uh, I don't know if you were doing it before then, but uh, we we encourage you guys uh, to move your trash cans uh, just because we as human, be- we as human beings get in, into routines and we live on autopilot and, you know, a lot of times we get so used to things being in a certain place or things, um, you know, uh, or going a certain way, maybe to work or, you know, coming home or, you know, we get used to going grocery shopping on Saturdays. But so many times we, we, we just get in, in a state of uh, complacency. And so we encourage you guys to move your trash cans just so that, you can see how many times you go back to its original location, uh, which is something that we uh, do oftentimes in life. Um, even when things have changed, uh, we find ourselves going back or wanting to go back. You know, it could be, uh, you know, a relationship, you know, that was toxic anyway. And even though that relationship may be over, um, if it's a marriage, even though it may be legally over or over on paper, uh, we find ourselves going back to uh, things that are familiar. We go back to original locations or we go back to uh, people or we go back to, you know, just places, whether they are physical places or whether they are uh, mental places or emotional places. We find ourselves going back to them because it's so easy to stick to the things that we know, to stick to the routines that we are familiar with. And change is something that is very difficult for most people um, in, in our lives, in our society. We we would just rather things just stay the same, uh, never get better, never get worse. Just, hey, uh, this is what I'm used to. This, even though it may not be what I like or what I want, this is what I've known for 10, 20, 30 years. And so we get, we get, we just get used to doing the same thing over and over again. And there's never any uh, change, but in order for us to become different people or better people, uh, things absolutely have to have to change. Uh, So that's one of the things that we like to encourage you guys uh, who are listening to the show. We encourage you to, live transformative lives, live lives that, you know, uh, when it is time, you can adjust. Um, A lot of people during this pandemic, we talked about this a few weeks ago, are having the most difficult time because they're being uh, 
asked to or forced to do something that they may not want to do. Uh, if you look at the news, you see people, you know, protesting, staying in the house or, you know, reopening businesses because people are, you know, people are anxious. People are people are tired of sitting in the house. And so because that's not what we want to do, because it's not ideal, you know, now people are starting to are starting to act. But, you know, change is going to come whether you make the change or whether the change happens. It's better if you make the change because if the change happens on its own, it's better for you to move your trash can than for your trash can to be moved because if your trash can is moved and you didn't move it, it's going to be a whole lot worse than if you were to just move your trash can. So that's one of the things that we try to encourage you to do here on the show. Tammy? All right. Thank you, Rodney. Thank you. So um, just to recap, last week we got into um, quite a few things, but Rodney, the most, the one that I, don't worry about it, it's okay. The one that I remember the most is the question about the, the, the good good man and the bad man. And that brought me to um, where I kind of like to start tonight with just talking about self-awareness and, thank you, self-awareness, again, all of the sales, because Butterfly Evolution is about transforming your life, becoming self-aware and understanding, not just understanding who you are, but how you are and then why you are. So um, I'll... I'll tell you guys again that I've just been on this journey of self-reflection and taking the the uh, road less traveled, I'll say, because doing this, learning about yourself and being honest with yourself about where you are, who you are, and been through has affected you is um, it's a journey. It's a painful journey. And I really believe that we have gotten so accustomed to wanting or desiring this 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 simple life, this easy life, so to speak, and it has left us, um, I'd say, with this huge, huge void in life. And so as I was thinking about the show tonight, um, I thought about how life can be complex. And it, Well, I won't say can be. It is. It is complex. And I look at people, I've become such a people watcher because I'm such a people watcher of myself, if that makes sense. Like, I sometimes feel like I'm standing outside of myself, watching myself, analyzing my thoughts. Um, down to, the, to today, something very interesting, um, I, was, I hate getting gas. If anybody knows me, I will, I will damn near run out of gas and praying the whole time, like, Lord, just let me get here. I ain't going to do this no more. I'm, I'm so, and I have been like that all my life, you guys. I am so serious. It is so crazy. And I think I've told you guys the story where, Brandon, I ran out of gas for probably the 20th time that year. And um, when I, <laughs> so, but I was writing, so it, it was not a money issue. I just hate getting gas. I will drive. I, I would leave in the morning on E and the, the little thing, ding, 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 and I would go all the way where I'm going praying, like, Lord, okay, don't, don't let me run out of gas. So this particular day, I ran out of gas. And I, 
And I, I, I had gone to work. I had gone to pick Brandon up from daycare. He was little. And I had gone to the bank. I mean, gas, just ding, ding, ding. So I come outside of the bank, try to get the car up, wouldn't crank out of gas. So I had to call. And so the person that gave me gave me like, this is my last damn time. Next time I'm coming to get Brandon out the car. And he said, I'm going to leave your blank. <laughs> So that's how bad I hate getting gas. So today, same thing. Got in the car this morning, gas, ding, 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 ding. All right, I can make it. I can make it to work. Made it to work. Went, got some lunch. Get off. I'm contemplating. Can I try it? (laughs) So I said to myself, because if you would have listened to last week's show, I'm talking to myself more now, answering questions, taking those thoughts captive, and analyzing them to see where they fit in where I'm going, not where I come from, not where I want to be. So I was like, man, I hate, this is where I was going in my head. Man, I hate I got to stop and get some gas. And before I could finish that all the way out and get into that thought, I said, you know what? I'm so thankful that I have a car because people are walking. Like I'm literally seeing people walking during my lunchtime. People catching the bus. Like I have a car, and I'm com- and I have money to get this gas, and I'm complaining. Y'all, I was so happy pumping that gas today at three forty-five, <laughs> three forty-seven to be exact. And I just thought, you let me appreciate this moment and stop being so just bent out of shape because I have to get gas. Like I will spend a a a thirty-minute drive. Like okay. Am I gonna make it? Am I gonna make it? Think about the stress of that. How foolish! And I pass umpteen gas stations. Y'all know there's one on every corner. That is sickness. That is something that I need to deal with. Here I am, fifty, whatever I just turned, and I'm still doing the same thing that I was doing when Brandon was a baby. Like I'm chased. I'm I'm praying that I don't run out of gas. Rodney, that is sick. So, I, I exactly. But that is is what. <laughs> I said that's serious, though. <laughs> right, but thinking with the, even with the trash can, like, okay, so that that's my story. Like the gas, yours might be something else. Like, I, and it's just when I think about how long I've been playing this "I hate getting gas" game with myself, it's just insane. <laughs> and and was putting Brandon in the midst of it all as a child. Like, how dangerous is that? So. That's where I am. Like, I'm calling myself out on these things that are egos. It's just all about me and my ego, and they're keeping me from moving forward. So I want that's why I want to start out. Life is complex. And when I, when I thought about that, I wanted to look up the word complex, and this is what I got. And you can look it up for yourself and make, make it, you know, make it your own. But it says a related group of emotionally significant ideas that are partly repressed, and then they cause psychic conflict. Mm. Did you did you hear what I said, Rodney? <laughs> oh, Rodney, <laughs> I, thank you for what you do. I forgot. I meant to start off today. It's Teachers Appreciation Day, right? Uh, it is. Or something. I heard that. It is. Yeah, I meant to start out there, but 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 
but thank you. Thank you for what you do and all that you do, especially with these babies, because it's a job and then <laughs> some. So. <laughs> we appreciate but, it. <laughs> thank you. But that is where I start. So I want to turn it over to you on that word right there. Life is complex. And if you need me to read that again, I'm sure you probably got it. But if you need me to read the one that I picked out of the definitions, I will. But can we start there? What was the last thing that you said, Tammy? Uh, psychic what? Uh, conflict. Psychic conflict. So, yeah. So, uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh, uh, my friend Christine, who is also a teacher, by the way, who's been tuning in uh, for a few weeks with us now. Uh, um, so thank you, Christine. And she she is uh, one of the teachers at my school. Uh, sadly, she is leaving us. Uh, shame on her, leaving us during the middle of a pandemic. Who does that? But anyway. <laughs> No, she said she said Tammy needs to move to Jersey, uh, where they pump the gas for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you but you know what, Tammy? Uh, for some reason that that just uh, I don't know that that just stuck with me. Psychic conflict because I think that whether we want to admit it or not, and I think you know yours is gas, you know, or pumping gas. Um, we all have that, you know, that mental struggle. We all have that thing that we wrestle with. And if we really think about it, it doesn't even it doesn't even matter or it's not that big of a deal or it should not be that big of a deal. Or uh other people probably look at us like, are you serious right now? Like are you really struggling with this? Are you really battling with this? Um I remember <laughs> I remember, um, and I'm trying to think of some examples for myself because I know I have them, but I remember uh, when I was in grad school, um, and our program was very, like, unique because we only had class one Saturday a month from 8 to 4, and then we had to go two weeks in the summertime, Monday through Friday, and it was 8 to 4. But one of the days we had to go to Washington, D.C., and, they like, we had to visit different places, and then you know, do a report on it or whatever. And I remember after we were finished, we went and got lunch, and it was just my group. It was five people. After we were finished and we went and got lunch, um, you know, talking about um, this guy in my group had mentioned going to do something. I forgot what it was. But anyway, one of the girls, I mean, literally in this, we were in a Mexican restaurant, like, right on, like, Capitol Hill. And, uh, I mean, she, like, threw a fit in the restaurant because it was going to cost her 25 cents more <laughs> than, than it would if we just, you know, left there and went, and you know, and, and went home. And, I mean, the guy was like, are you serious? He was like, I'll pay it for you. And, I mean, she was going off, and she was like, no. Like if I if I budget for however much it was, if I budget for X amount of dollars, like I mapped out, the, you know how much it would cost, and um, you know, and I don't want to go over that. And I was like, okay, at this point, like I'll pay it because this is really embarrassing, you know, in, in the restaurant. But to her, any amount of money, whether it was twenty five cents or twenty five dollars, over 
what she had planned to pay that day. It was a big deal to her. So I think that we all have those those things, and we may not even discuss them. You know, we all have those um, those issues. I could think, you know, one of the things that comes up for me is um, a lot of times, you know, and you guys, I'm sure you deal with this on your job too, but, uh, you know, there, there's always one of the one of the jokes that we have, you know, uh, not as an assistant principal, but just in the education world, period, is there's always that one person, maybe two, who makes a 30-minute faculty meeting turn into two hours because they ha- always have something to say. You know, the principal might say, you know, are there any more questions? And, like, they just have to ask something or they have to talk about something, and you're like, really? Like, we should have been gone at 4 o'clock. It is now 5.30. Like, why are we still sitting here all because, you know, somebody just likes to hear themselves talk, you know, because, you know, you're listening to what they're saying, and you're like, what in the world? So for me, I know that's one of one of my big things is, you know, like, can you please be quiet so that we can go home? Um you know, but that that's that that's one of mine, Timmy. If, if uh, one of the ones that I can think of right now, but I do like that psychic conflict because I think that we that it, it it's very common. Back over to you. Um, I, I I agree, and trust me, I have many many more. That's just one that stood out to me today, and I was just excited about getting the gas with such a pleasant attitude. I mean, because. Other other than that, I'm usually I'm I'm mad. And what's in, what's interesting is usually something goes wrong. Like either I don't get my receipt, and I'm thinking now because everything just went so pleasant today. And now that I think about it, because my energy was different, I went over different. You know, I may pull over, and almost every something something goes wrong. Either the the pump is not working, something happens to where see it gives me another reason not to like pumping gas and so I pulled up today right up to my pump put my card in got and even got a receipt like I didn't have to go inside to get my receipt (laughs) so um and that doesn't mean it won't happen again but you guys my attitude I hope will be different so it's basically about consciousness being conscious so I have just basically made a, a conscious decision for me for my life um to make my own path, to create the path that I want to have for me, but also to be open to and to realize I can plan all day, all month, all week, all year, whatever, and there's still going to be things that make my life complex. There's still going to be things that, particularly if I if I am wanting to continue to grow forward. And so, Conscious is is another one of my words tonight that I want, and I and I hope that you guys go back and look these words up. I mean, we have a lot of time on our hands right now. Complex was the first one. Conscious. This is a word that Ronnie and I talk about often on the show. Um, basically, aware of and responding to one's surroundings. Awake. And I want to read that one again. Aware of and responding to one's surroundings awake 
that's important because we we in most cases we try to end all of our descriptions of the shows dying to live what's holding you back because I feel like there's a lot of people walking around Rodney that they're just dying inside they feel like there is no purpose they are in this routine this habit so much so until, like I said, there was there was a lady who did not want to move her trash can. Just like, you know, I don't I just did not want to do it because so stuck there in in that life in this moment, but not really enjoying it. And I won't say not really, but not enjoying it. So conscious, being aware, and responding to. Because personally, I think that we've allowed ourselves to to stop growing long before it was time for us to stop growing. If you ask me mentally, spiritually, all of that, we, we should never stop growing. But I think that, again, because life is complex, that things have happened to many of us, all of us, most of us, if we're if we're normal, and it happened to us before there was time for us to really get out in this world and understand it. I think what added to the dysfunction of that is people, whether it's our parents, aunties, cousins, school people, whatever, people just walked around and simply ignored it. Like it's oblivious. Nothing's happening. This is normal. We don't need to talk about this. All of these things that we we just shut down. And so I think that a lot there are a lot of grown people walking around in, um, that are still in their childhood phase. And this makes life more complex. But hearing the definition of consciousness, awake and responding, aware and responding to, to, to life, basically, to their surroundings, awake, and thinking about what we have and what we see as adults now. We have adults that act more like children from an emotional state. They are easily offended. It could be about the simplest things. I'll give you an example. I'm going to turn it back over to you, Rodney. Um, Yesterday, I was out, and this guy had come in to the store and asked um, if they had any bleach. Well, the lady said, "Um, no, we're out. And I thought, well, I thought I just saw some bleach because, <laughs> you know, again, I just I was walking around the store. And so <laughs> the guy left, and the guy left, and so I I saw the bleach. I put my eyes on the bleach. I was like, you have bleach right there. And so because, you know, I was behind him, a couple of, couple of people behind. And so she says, oh, but I think he wanted a, a big, big, big uh, jug. So rather than saying I miss oh I missed that oh I just it, it's like we have to put we are we can never be questioned or wrong and that's what we've come to like even in the smallest things like it would have been just as easy like oh sorry yes we do I'm sorry we have the small one we make an assumption oh I think he wanted the large one. Not, mm-hmm. oh, I forgot, or oh, we did I made a mistake. And so that's where we are. And to me, that is not responding to life. That is not um, 
living outside of your ego. That is always wanting to be right and esteemed, and it's so simple. Oh, I messed up. Like the show last week, I messed up. I said it for 15 minutes. I messed up. We could have put that on Blog Talk Radio and said technology. No, that was Tech Tammy. It wasn't technology. I can Tech Tammy. I mean, I can say this because, because I was the lady that would, would, would make an excuse for not knowing that we what I should have known. Like even down to getting an email, you said, oh, I didn't get it or whatever. No, I missed it somehow. I just, I, I don't know. You did send it, but I didn't get it. That's what I say now. I don't make excuses when I when error shows in me or just simple um just simple mistakes, oversights. But we are we feel so bad about ourselves or whatever the reason is or we have the need to be so esteemed and so right all the time, so much so that we create this psychic conflict. If we go back to the complex, we create psychic conflict. Mm. Back over to you, Rodney. Tammy, you made me think of um this show, this documentary um, and I highly recommend it um, to, to to you, Tammy, um, if you have not seen it, and to everyone listening. It's called The Innocent Files. It's on Netflix. Um, I started watching it last week, and I have one more episode to go um, before the before the end. Um, but one of the, I mean, there there's so much to. Uh, gain from watching it uh, outside of all of the um, emotional things that it puts you through because uh, usually, you know, I can look at things and, you know, and keep going and it doesn't bother me. But for some reason, it took, like, it took such an emotional toll on me that, like, after the second episode, like, I literally – said, I have to turn this off. Like, I need a break. Because emotionally, I was just drained from watching the first two episodes. But one of the things that stuck out is what you just said, Tammy, and that is people um, having a problem with admitting that they are wrong, that they um, that they've made a mistake. Um, the The problem with this documentary is you're talking about people's lives because the documentary focuses on people who um, who were wrongfully convicted and spent years in prison. Um, one guy may have been the last episode I saw, but one guy was actually on death row for 10 years for something that he didn't do down in Texas. And you know, it was already like a bunch of baloney, you know, the way that these people were um, convicted, you know, especially, you know, part of it is about like bite marks and things like that. And then you learn what went on with the eyewitnesses. But even when the DAs and the, the prosecutors learned that, they had that they had locked up the wrong person. They were so stubborn and so um, so busy trying to be right 
that people spent, uh, I think, the, you know, the guy on death row, his was 10 years. Other than that, you know, one guy spent 15 years in prison. One guy spent 18 years. One guy spent 33 years. I mean, you got people spending years, you know, more, like more than half of their lives in prison for things that they didn't do because, one, you know, um, they 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 got arrested, and then the way that, you know, people went about getting the conviction you know, was was totally bogus anyway. But then, even once it came out that like, hey, like these the, this whole bite mark analogy is, is is not legit. Oh no, what are you talking about? Like, you know, all because people can't say I was wrong because we gotta, you know, have a certain conviction rate, and it's like this is not you know, like twenty dollars that, you know, somebody somebody lost $20 or you found $20 and, you know, you're being questioned about $20, you know, that, that yeah, of course, somebody wants their money back, but this isn't 20 years of somebody's life. And then even the, the guy on death row, because of the way that things work in Texas, he never was compensated for the 10 years because normally, you know, there, there is some compensation. He was never compensated and, and won't be because of the way that, you know, uh, things are in Texas and how he was released from prison. And so when and, – and that's, you know, a, a completely different extreme, but it's, but it's real. But when we can't admit that we're wrong, when we can't say, I'm sorry, when we can't say – and whether we knew that we were wrong at the time, because sometimes we know that we're wrong and we're still going to go through with it for various reasons. A lot of times we want our own way, you know, or, you know, um, you know, so we, 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 we find ways to manipulate people, you know, and sometimes we honestly don't know, like we really do think, which we should not assume for people like you were saying with, you know, with the people in the store. But once you determine that, wait a minute, like I was wrong about that, it is your responsibility to go back and get it right because you don't know the impact your actions or your decisions have on somebody's life. You know, so we, we, we have to think about, it. like, it's it's bigger than just us. It's bigger than you. And it is okay to be wrong. Everything is wrong at some point. Your, your clock is going to be wrong. I don't care. You can have a Gucci watch at some point. That battery is going to die, and that's going to be the wrong time. Everything is wrong at some point. It is okay. It is a part of life. But what's not okay is being wrong and just, you know what? I don't want people to look at me differently or I don't want people to look down at me or to judge me, so I'm not going to come back and address this situation. No, that's not okay. Tammy? 
Bonnie, do you remember the name of the guy out of Texas by chance? The one that the, the one that you're talking about. The guy. Do I remember the guy's name? Yes. Uh, I think his last name was Brown. He was from Louisiana. He was from Louisiana, and when he was. I think he was with it, living with his grandmother, and his mom was living. His mom was living in Houston, or I think I got it right. But either way, he went to go live in Houston, and um, he kind of he started hanging around, like you know. I think his mom lived in like you know this the uh, these projects. It was it, it was a bad neighborhood, and he got you know some of his friends uh, ended up going to some. They went to a check cashing place, and uh, they killed the clerk and uh, the police officer who was the first one on duty. And um, this guy was home. Um, he was well. He was at his girlfriend's house at the time. It was like nine o'clock in the morning, but he was at his girlfriend's house, and um, um, he actually was looking at it on the news. She was already at work, and he called her and was at like, "Hey, like, did you see this?" and blah blah blah. And um, so he ended up he ended up going to uh, going to prison because the guy, well, one of the guys lied and said that he was the one. Uh, that pulled the trigger, and uh, they offered him uh, a plea bargain at 40 years, and his mom said, did you do this? Or his grandmother said, did you do this? And he said, no. Then they said, we don't want a plea deal. So he ended up going to prison and uh, was on death row 10 years before um, before they came back and, uh, and uh, released him. And there's, I, I was asking because I was trying to think, and I and I hate that I can't remember, but it's been quite a while. I was trying to think of the the guy's name that we interviewed a very very long time ago, that um, oh Dale had gone to prison. I'm sorry. You start, what, did we do that with Dale? No, no. This was one that went to jail for I think like 17 years, and he went at a really early age for a crime that he did not do, and he eventually was released or, or got out by the way of the prosecutor that was was supposed to be prosecuting him at the time to remain in prison. As she, as she reviewed all of the information, she realized, she came to the realization that this guy is innocent. So she went from the, being the person that was supposed to meet, make sure that he remains in jail and not get out, yeah. you know, parole or whatever. She went to to the just flip, flip the switch. She was the one that was behind him getting out. She assisted him with getting out. So um, you're right, and that's a that's another way to look at it. Like people, and you wonder how do people like because the bleach is a small thing, but but this is where this becomes really important because those small things grow. So, like, you do that at work. So if you go home and you do this to your spouse or your children, because what we do, become it, it becomes ha- it becomes a habit, especially if it makes us feel good. And we think, oh, it's okay. It's okay for me to say say this when it was really this because it, it, I'm esteemed by this. You know, it makes me feel good. I don't have to respect 
respond and be aware as as conscious was defined or is defined. I don't have to be aware or respond to my surroundings. I'm not awake to even this little small thing like it being a bleach, being bleach. But when you go home and you have this this serious issue where you don't want to be wrong even in the smallest way. Let's say that you're not wrong for the entire thing because because we I mean no one's all every, all the way wrong or all the way right. Okay, when there's more than one person involved, everybody's going to be in there. But we will take it to the extreme. So let's say now this lady goes home and she's a mom, she's a wife or whatever, a daughter, and she this is this is her habit. This becomes her habit. Think about how many relationships will be lost or can be lost if this continues. So that's when it gets yeah. big. You know, we look at those little things. Like even with my gas, I can make one bad decision to where I'm out of gas and the wrong person pulls up to help me. Just mm-hmm. because I created psychic conflict in my life based on what I don't want to do. Knowing that if I drive a car, I'm going to eventually need gas. That's sickness. Seriously. And it's just sickness. Mm-hmm. So that's when it becomes big. So, again, it's, it's shows like this are to get you to think about your stinking thinking. And what is it doing for you? Where is it taking you? And why? Why do you have it? And that means we got to go back because, Brian, I really, really feel that most of us are fine. When we do realize that we're at this place where we need to self-reflect, that we need to be honest with ourselves, and we need someone that we can be honest about ourselves with, without the judgment, that we could talk about the silliest things with, you know, because some people hear this gas thing and like, that's the craziest. It, and I'm telling you, it is. It's the craziest thing I ever heard, too. But it was me. It was my life as of today, you know, until today. I'll let y'all know if I keep it up. But, but that we have to look at the small things that we're doing that we think don't really matter. But if you count it all up and if you go back, if you could go back and and see where it all started, you may get some answers in your life that will encourage you to change and not always look for someone else to blame or to continue not to forgive or whatever. So it, it is focusing on you, in my opinion, allows you to not worry about someone else's problems, issues. And I say that to the degree of saying that you think they need to change. Because for every one thing you think somebody needs to change, there's probably several more for you, many more for you. So, Rodney, why do you think we are to the, that the majority? Because I do think it's the majority of people. Um, why, how did we get here? Was, how do we? How did we get to this place as adults? Well, I think that. Uh... One of the things that we, I think that we forget um, children is that children will eventually become adults. And um, when 
when when we're dealing with children and we we look at things that they do and we laugh and we um you know, we, we, we think that the things that they do are funny and um, we, we never correct them. Or we could be on the opposite. Um, I think it was yesterday when I was doing the um, – when we were doing the um, the career interviews and um, it came up that, you know, a lot of times parents try to, I guess, mold – kids a certain way or you know we as parents can can shoot down ideas or you know we we try to live our lives through kids like ooh I wanted to be a football star I was never a football star so I'm going to make my son a football star so every day we're going to go to the park and we're going to throw the football around and all those things I think you know we forget that kids one day are going to become adults you know, if you let kids get away with things when they're two, it might be funny, might be cute to you at two, but it's not going to be funny when they're eight. It's not going to be funny when they're 15. You know, when they're talking back to you as as, as toddlers or, you know, as preschoolers, you know, um, we tend to let those things go, you know, and, and, and we laugh. But then, you know, as that kids get older, now we want to call it disrespect. Wait a minute you just confuse the child because the child doesn't know any better because you were too busy laughing when they were disrespecting you at the age of three. And so I think that it all starts um, a lot of times when we're young. I think a lot of things, you know, I think that we change and we evolve and we grow as people, but I think a lot of things start when we are young and, um, and that's why you see uh, a lot of people with a, with a certain mentality. It's like, yeah, 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 they are 30, but they haven't always been 30, you know, and, and that 30-year-old used to be 15, and they're probably doing the same things at 30 that they were doing at 15 because they've always been allowed to get away with it. You find You find a man who, um, who, who relies on, you know, uh, his wife to do everything for him Like he acts like he can't do anything himself Like his wife has to do All of the cooking, all of the cleaning You know, taking care of the kids And all of those things um, You know, that may have been How it was when he was growing up You know, and um, You know Maybe Maybe he grew up and the only thing You know, he had to do was Take out the trash, I'm not, you know, I don't know But I think a lot of times, you know, that's like that's how we are raised, and then we carry those things from childhood into our, you know, adulthood. If you find a kid who was the who was the athlete, who was who was a superstar in high school, and he was able to to get away with, you know, not doing his work in school because he was the football star. Well, you can't expect that kid to, you know, all of a sudden become a, a hard worker. You know, in college, um, I remember when I was coaching high school football, you know, I learned about a guy who went to uh, play football at the University of Florida. And his first three years, he didn't have to go to class because Spurrier was the coach. And football players just didn't go to class when Steve Spurrier was the coach of Florida. Well, Steve Spurrier got the job with the Redskins, so now these guys had to start going to class. Well, this guy had to quit football because – 
he couldn't keep up. You know, so he couldn't play football anymore. And then he had to do an extra year because he was so far behind. So I think, you know, we have to be very careful when we are raising our children, when we are, you know, teaching them. You know, you don't want to be, um, you know, that easygoing parent that lets them get away with everything, but you also don't want to be so strict that, you know, they grow up and they can't wait to do everything you told them not to do. Um, you know, so you got to find that balance. But I think, you know, a lot of these things that we see with adults, I think that they came from childhood. What about you, Tammy? I I, I agree. Um, you made me think about uh, something Scott Peck said in one of his books about, and he was sharing the story. Um, he was in a in a cab and was riding to do a speaking engagement. And the guy asked, the cab driver asked, you know, what are you up to? And he basically told him he was going to do a speaking engagement about his one of his books. And he said, oh, what is the book about? And he was explaining these things. And he said, the guy just said, oh, sounds like a sounds like a book about getting your shit together is what he said. And he and and Scott was like, he's exactly right. That's exactly what it's about. So he goes into the TV station and said, hey, tell them about the story, and he says, can I can I use this story on, on air? And they said no. So he automatically thought because of the word shit, like because pe- that just means, pe- you know, what the guy said. And they said no because people don't want to talk about real maturation, like maturing. They, people don't want to hear about that or talk about that because it's too painful. So they wouldn't let him talk about it, not because of um, what he thought, like just because seeing the word as a curse word and can't say that on TV, but they said because we don't want to talk about that. And so I think as a as a whole, people have stopped talking about real issues or the real problems in their lives, the 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 um, things that we need to talk about that we've gone through those complex things. Like we said, life is complex. They don't, they don't want to talk about that, which is why, you know, most times when you're getting really, really deep in talking about self-awareness, transformation, um, taking thoughts captive, you know, you're not, if you're posting things like that, even for our show, something like this, we did it before, Rodney. You can talk about relationships, life, love, and boyfriend and girlfriend and all of that, all the gooey stuff, you know, that kind of, again, makes you feel some kind of emotion or tied to something or somebody. But when it talk, when you're talking about things that now you got to respond to those things, like, okay, yeah, this is going on. But how do we fix this? How do we eliminate some of this psychic conflict? That means somebody has to then mm-hmm. say, "Hey, something's going on with me. I need that. I need to change, correct, deal with," because they're not conscious enough or don't want to become conscious enough. So I don't think people are wanting to deal with their shit. I just don't. Now, I agree with it, and that's exactly how I said, you know, the TV station, people don't want to talk about that. People, that's too painful. And I get it because it, it really, really <laughs> is. It goes back to why I think we have grown people um, 
that are really still stuck in childhood because at some point in life, life became too painful to deal with, so they created the safe place, whether that safe place is I'm going to blame you, um, I'm not going to forgive you, I'm going to wait for you to make this right, and then that does not happen because we all know that hurting people hurt people. And I truly believe that we have a lot of hurting people walking around that do not want to deal with growth, real growth, um, and changing their mindset, um, stepping out of the box that culture has put them in, race has put them in, age, you know, everything is, is just so divided what color you are, how old you are, where you live, did you go to school, what's in front of your name, how much you make, what kind of car you drive, all of these things added on to your decision to create a safe place at a very young age because of all mm-hmm. the things that happened or how you perceived them to happen. Um, and I, I can't remember this guy's name, but I remember sharing it a couple of weeks on the show where – this guy was first grade, and he was working on a project, and his dad comes in and says, what are you doing? And he tells him, and he says, let me show you how to do, let me show you how to do this better or, or something like that. And this guy is a grown man, grown successful man. This young man has grown up, but he talked about what that did to him for a very long time, how he thought, what he thought his dad meant was, he didn't know how to do it. He wasn't good enough to do it. And this is in first grade. Like, this is a first mm-hmm. grader who is perceiving these words in this way. Did the dad mean that? Probably not. He's just saying, hey, I can I can show you. Um, and so I think even as parents and teachers and, and sisters and brothers who are maybe watching after younger kids, we have to be mindful of what we say, when we say it, and how we say it. And if you and if you want to look at this a different way, Rodney, we've talked about on the show how even with with uh, the Bible, there are certain things that I don't think children should be exposed to in the Bible until they truly are of a of an age so that they can understand. And get the perception that we're trying, and, and, and that we're trying to uh, relate to them about God, because if you're telling a child, "Oh, God told Abraham to go do this and that," and this child is looking like, "Well, I have a daddy. Will God tell my daddy to go do that? And will my daddy do it?" They're just their mind is not yeah. able to, to to really understand that. And so it's so much, and, and I could go all and on and on with that because I think, again, religion just has some people. And I get that, too, because I, I, I believe it had me just kind of wrapped up, tied up um, into just this box where you can't be free enough for God to change you a little bit because you're so stuck in this box and so see things so in such a way that you there's no room for you to grow. Because, like, some people hear the word shit that I just said, and they're about shit in their pants because I said it. It's just crazy. <laughs> that, is, that is true. That, that is so true, Ted. It, it's so crazy. So 
back over to you, Rodney. Tammy, it's amazing um, what we choose to focus on and what, you know, what what becomes important to us. Like, I I feel like our priorities are are so messed up. You know, the the things that should be important are, are, are on the back burner, and the things on the back burner, you know, the, uh, the things that should be on the back burner, you know, are like right at the top of our list. And I, and I think, you know, it, it just hinders us. And, and you may made me think about something, um, you know, with people being uh, captive. I remember when I was in sixth grade, um, I told my dad that I loved him, and he looked at me and he said, Boy, you just as gay. Get out of my room, <laughs> you know. And um, and I would, and since that day, I have never tried to tell my dad that I love him again. Mostly because as I got older, I realized it makes him very uncomfortable. Like for people to talk about, like for people to you know express you know, uh, their love or, or how they feel. And, um, my grandfather was like that, you know, it was, you know, it, it was, it was just how they, how they were, you know, men, men don't do that kind of thing. And, you know, you're supposed to be tough and, um, and all of that stuff. And, um, it's funny because now my dad is so awkward because he wants to say it, but doesn't know how. And I just crack up every time. So he'll say something to still try to, you know, uh, keep his toughness. He'll say something like, much love from the south side or something like that, you know, <laughs> because, he, it, it, like, it's hard for him to just bring himself um, to that point. Um, but it goes back to, you know, how my grandfather um, was with him. Um, and and his brothers, uh, and probably with the girls too, um, you know. And so then my dad turned into that, you know, to that same person. And so, you know, to them, yeah, men don't tell other men that they love them. It is gay, you know. But you know, obviously we know that it's not. But that was how things, how things were. And I guess you know, for some people, that's how it it still is. And um, I don't even know how people can get out of that state because the longer you are a certain way, the harder it is to change. We all know that, but I wouldn't even know where to begin, you know, um, because the easiest way to change to me is just to change, you know, and and it doesn't matter what it is. You know, if you, if you want to live a healthier lifestyle, you know, the easiest way to do that is to, you know, stop buying a bunch of junk and, you know, laying around and, you know, actually, you know, buy more fruits and vegetables and, you know, and, and exercise, you know, and it sounds easier than, um, than we make it a lot of times. But I think, you know, that's, that's why we have such a hard time when it, when it comes to, you know, keeping new year's resolutions, which health is one of them for a lot of people. Because change is it, it, it's hard for us. Like change, change is not something at the top of our list. And we could know that things need to change. We could know, hey, I have to eat better because I have high cholesterol or high blood pressure or, um, 
you know, I need to start getting to work on time more. Um, you know, I need to spend more time with my family or, you know, spend more time with my, my kids. And, you know, we could we could know these things and see these things happening, but for some reason when it comes to actually doing it, it's like there's this internal force that's like bear-hugging us, and we just can't do it. You know, the same um, – the same thing, you know, when it when, when it comes to, um, like, support. For some reason, it's like a bear hug around us when it comes to supporting people, especially their family and friends. You know, it, it is so hard for, for us to do that. But then, you know, it's easy, you know, when, it's, when, when, when they are strangers. And, and uh, the other day, Mary asked me about the um, – the, about the um, – virtual career week that we're doing. And I was like, no, I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not investing all of the, all of that energy into those people anymore. Like I will share anything that I'm doing. First of all, you know, I'm doing it now, which I will be honest about that. Like I haven't always purely done things. Sometimes I have, sometimes I have not, but I haven't always purely done things for the simple fact that I just wanted to do it and for the love of doing it. You know, um, and so now that is that is my, my, my sole purpose. It's like, you know what, if I want to do something, I'm just going to do it. And, you know, and I will send it to the people who support anyway or the people who always support because, you know, I know I'm not going to have to worry about whether or not they're going to share it or whether or not they're going to post it or whether or not they're going to talk about it. But I'm not going to spend hours and hours and hours, like, begging people to do stuff. It's like, nah, you know, I'm not doing it anymore because all it will take is somebody, if the word is meant to get out, it will take, all it will take is one person and poof. So I think, um, you know, we, we we have to begin looking at our own selves, like you said, Tammy. Um, you know, dealing with your own shit. Like, what is what is really holding you back? And I guarantee you that there's something. Uh, back over you, Tim. I know we're gonna. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's been a long day. So, right, um, Rodney. That's interesting, and and I've heard that story before about your dad. But but it's always very very interesting when you hear it. It's almost like you're hearing it for the first time and your mind goes to wondering. Um, and the first thing that I thought about was, this is something that I've been been, been just studying on and reading up on, cultural, cultural mindsets. Like, is culture um, a mindset? And in some, in some ways, I think it is. Well, I'll just say it is. But, but I initially thought about um, the black culture and how men um, were taught and how they received love or their perception of receiving love. But then I remembered, um, again, another another uh, YouTube thing I was listening to and this guy was talking about, and I think I shared this a couple of weeks ago as well, he was talking about his dad. He finally got to a point, he asked his dad, why did you, and this is a white, successful male, um, why did, didn't did you tell me you loved me ever? 
and he basically said that's not what we did. My daddy did not tell me he loved me. We didn't we didn't men didn't do that. So that eliminates the culture thing. So we can't just say it's a black thing. This 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 thing here, this where men are not supposed to cry, um, or men don't say don't tell their boys they love them and all of that, um, that eliminates that it's just one it's just this race because as soon as you get another one of another race that does it then you can you can eliminate that however i do think that it was more um it's probably more on 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 the black race side down to and this is probably this is going to be another whole show it also makes me think about um when i took a class on poverty understanding poverty and it talked about how kids the difference in the words, the number of words that they hear by the time they go to kindergarten, um, black kids versus white kids, and so on and so on, and the number, the difference is huge. But then it's narrowed down again to what type of words they're hearing. Um, so again, there's so much goes into our life, which which is why we started out, life is complex. And and you don't get to say to your parents at six months, Mom, Dad, this is how I want to be raised. This is who I am. This is what I want to do with my life. Um, I don't want my ears pierced right now. You don't get to do that. So you're just this little sponge sucking up this life from, in most cases, from a person who is an adult but never really got to grow up, which goes back to what you were saying, Rodney. Then you have parents who are trying to raise their kids like they would have liked to have been raised or to have raise them in a way that they will be able to um, be this successful person. Well, last week we kind of talked about what is success, basically, in a nutshell. It's not always just, I think the world sees it as the guy who with the, the many degrees, the wife, um, you know, or the, the good job, nine-to-five job, six figures, um, all of that. We, we automatically have trained our minds to think this these are the good people. And not saying they're not, but we may leave out the guy who collects your trash. We leave who who may be full of integrity and character, and it has nothing to do with what he does, but who he is, how he is. We might leave out the guy who is directing traffic so that you can drop your kids off to get to your six-figure job. We may think, oh well, he's not successful, or he may not be the good, um, the good guy, um, in a sense. So, so much goes into your thinking and, and what has made you who you are, how you are, why you respond to yourself, to life, or why you do not respond, why don't you respond. And so that's why it's so important to just self-reflect consistently. One thing I think it will do, it will allow you to take your eye, it will force you, let me say that, to take your eyes off of others and things that just don't matter, your psychic conflict that you create, that's what it will do. 
So there's so many things, and, and I'll, I'll end with this. The word says it, and, and, I, and I really, as, as, as we say this and we continue to talk about this, I'm challenging believers to get out of your box and let God do what he will do with his people on his time when he, when he knows that they are ready to do it. But it will allow you to take your mind and your mouth off of the lives of people and let them evolve in their time, in God's time, timing, because the road for me is not the road for you. The road for you is not the road for me. It doesn't mean that we may not come to a four-way stop at the same time on the same crossing road, but I may keep straight, and you may turn right, left, whatever. So we have to get to a point where we can first be aware and respond to our to our lives, to just, just my life saying that before we can try to um, – be this person that is without mistakes, who has, has an issue with saying, oh, gosh, we do have bleach. For those of you, you have to go back and listen, you know, to the beginning of the show. We do have bleach. I messed up. Not just say, oh, well, I think he was looking for a large one. Not so. So be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's in your Bible. Our Bible, that's in there. But why do we overlook all those things that are about growth? And it's like Scott Peck said, people don't want the TV. The TV show home. People don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. That's why you can't say talk about that. Not because of the word shit, but we people will not listen to that. And so for Rodney and I. For us to come and do this every Tuesday, like Rodney got off of several shows today, and he's still here. We're not doing it for the numbers. We're not doing it because if we were, this would have been over a long time ago. And somebody needs to hear this tonight. You can't get caught up in numbers. When I post on Facebook or wherever, I'm not even looking for likes. But I do know, and Rodney, I think you've said this before, I do know people read it. But to like it is to own it and to say, I might need to do some of this. I might need to let this soak in. I might need to think about this. So, but where is that getting us? Where is that getting us? And so you just have to, you just have to have have a spiritual surgery on your own life and be honest with yourself about what you what the results are. Over to you, Rodney, as we work to close. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff, Tim. And I, I know uh we'll either pick up uh here, uh pick pick up from here next week or uh uh Definitely jump on something else. Uh, you just never know, and I guess that's why we call them random conversations. Uh, so much out there, so much to talk about uh, related to just, you know, um, being better people. Uh, 
Anything coming up for you, Timmy? Uh, sure. I'll be on your show Thursday. <laughs> yes, you will. Uh, okay. Tammy will be on with us on Instagram. She she has a has an Instagram account now. She is uh, ready to go. <laughs> and I'm, I'm right now. I really want. Um, I'm gonna. I, I really want parents and their kids to listen. So you guys, um, because we gotta get to a point where we are, where we start to eliminate or or decrease the number of people that grow up, but never grow up, because these are these are the people that are becoming mothers and fathers and grandmothers, and you guys, it is starting to show that we are failing that in that area, like we are just really starting to fail. I the more I grow. I see so much that I did and and out of I'll say partly guilty parenting, um, wanting to be sure that I don't hurt Brandon's feelings um, and things like that. I just see so many things that I would have did differently, things I would have said differently. I would have allowed more um, consequences in, in, rather than saving the day and that kind of thing, like d- down to the point of how many times he would leave his homework in the locker. He should have got some F's. So <laughs> just little things like that, just little bitty things. Like, you know, not making sure that you are up to go to school. You know, you, you, you know what time you need to be there and things like that. And I and I truly believe that's where some balance comes in. Now, now, granted, there are some men that will probably do the same thing, but I believe that more we we parent differently, and I think that's why it's so important to have have those men in 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 the lives where they tell mom, no, he you, he if he sleep, let him be sleep. There are consequences for that. Um, yeah. So I'm excited, and I and I really want to make sure that I'm talking. I've already started working on my language because I want to speak the language of K through 12 in a way that everybody gets it. But who I really want to get it is parents. I really want parents to understand that children are sponges at this time, and they're looking for direction. They're looking for discipline. They're looking to be corrected. And then they're looking for you to just love them unconditionally and not try to make them you in your life. And so I'm I'm really working to be very careful in what I say, how I say it, but I really hope that parents, I'm going to be praying for that, parents will get their kids, sit down, and, and set aside 20 minutes so that they can have healthy healthier relationships and some even just a relationship with their children. So I'm I'm going to this time I'm going to promote like crazy and just try to get people in. Um, and then I I'm going to give away some um, profiles for our young people and offer to unpack them for free. So they will be getting um, about $179 worth worth of material with the unpacking. I'm going to give away several of those. But you have to be listening to the show, and you that's the only way you will win. We're not, we're not giving freebies out anymore. But 
I'm looking forward <laughs> to that, um, Rodney. So that's my, my biggie for the week. Tammy, we are excited to have you on. And I will say that, um, you know, I uh, there's only one uh, kid that I know, and I'll say kid even though she's in high school, um, her her mother works at our school. Um, that's the only, you know, child that I know um, that, that has been on, um, you know, but I'm not sure um, – you know, if you know, if the adults who are listening, and I really hope they are, the adults who've been tuning in, I really hope they have, you know, their children uh, there with them. Um, but the adults that have been tuning in, I know that they said that this has been really powerful for them because a lot of times, um, you know, Tamari and I were talking about how a lot of times we forget the the journey it took, whether we own our own business or whether, you know, we've had a great career, whatever we're doing. Um, but a lot of times we forget the journey that it took to get to where we are today. Um, and, and so we've gotten excellent feedback from um, all of our uh, all of our speakers. Um, even my sister, who who was uh, one of our speakers yesterday. I think it may have been the first time that she's actually, you know, done any sort of public interview, um, you know, but just things that I didn't know. Um, I didn't know that, you know, uh, you know, being a nurse wasn't her first thing. That's, you know, other than, you know, cosmetology, that's the only other thing that I've heard her talk about. But um, I didn't know that that wasn't her, her first thing, but the way that she got into it and then, uh, the gentleman we had on today who, um, you know, did a uh, did a uh, a job fair, um, you know, right here in Northern Virginia, um, in Manassas, where he where he lives, and he did so well that somebody's like, hey man, you know, if you, you know, put you know a little price on this, like you know, this could really go somewhere. And he was like, no, nah, that's not what this is about. I'm not here to make money. You know, and uh, he went off and, you know, became a realtor, did some other things. He's a uh, a councilman also, but he said, you know, he didn't want to continue to do real estate. And, you know, he was really at a crossroads. And he said, wait a minute, somebody did tell me, you know. So now this guy, you know, who started off, you know, just doing something, trying to benefit the, benefit his community, you know, they started off doing one fair a month and he was like okay this went so well let me do three and then and now he's doing 20 a month but nationwide not just in you know the city where he lives he does 20 uh recruitment fairs a month um you know and you know trying to raise money for you know businesses in his town um he said you know oh you know if i can raise a thousand dollars i'll cut my hair thinking Nobody's going to do this. And he ended up raising $2,000 in, in two days, you know, because, one, people I'm sure people wanted to see him cut his hair, but, two, you know, people wanted to support the, the, the small business, the small businesses who were suffering because of this pandemic. So we've had some very good uh, speakers on. The young lady who uh, spoke today, um, you know, graduated with a degree in in computers and 
wasn't really sure what she was going to do with it. And now, you know, she, uh, you know, works for, uh, she's a trainer in the intelligence community. I think that's the young lady you'd listen to. But just, you know, there's so many different paths that people take. And so I'm excited. Uh, We have you on Thursday. Tomorrow we have a counselor on, and we also have um, a good friend of mine um, who's up in the uh, New York City area uh, who was uh, born in Ireland and uh, came to the United States, and he's been in education over 20 years. And uh, we have Tamaria on Friday. One of her friends is running for the U.S. House of Representatives. She'll be on Friday. So just a great lineup of uh of speakers, the guy that we have on Thursday, uh, he went to college and was kicked out his first year for smoking weed, and he was like, "Man, now the stuff is legal." But he he took that and he went and started his own business, and you know has been has been successful for for years now. So you never know how people got to where they are, but um, you know it's always interesting to hear those stories. So I'm looking forward to it, Tammy. And please let me know if you need anything before Thursday. I will do just that. And if I could quickly remind the people, if you know a senior that would like to get their picture on um, TV, like it airs everywhere, we will be putting um, students, it's first come, first serve. Of course, we can't do a whole lot, but we're getting those who some of you have already sent it in. So thank you. But if you're interested in having your senior on Bridging the Gap uh, TV show, which airs on Preach the Word Network each Monday at 1230, um, depending on where you are, but it's 1230 for Central Time, so that will be 130 Eastern and wherever else. But you can send, um, send me a picture with name or just send me an email and tell me to send you the information, but it has to be in by Friday, so you are limited for time. Um, send it to 901-901-Butterflies at gmail.com. Again, 901-Butterflies, that's plural, at gmail.com, and I'll get it over to uh, the group that's working on that. So if you have any issues, you can Facebook message me or message Rodney, and he'll get it to me as well. So. Just keep that in mind. And the deadline is Friday, but I would suggest you get it in um, no later than tomorrow night. All right. Sounds good. And, uh, again, you guys, if you want to tune in to our career week, it is uh, tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday are the last three days. It is from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can tune in uh, on Instagram. Just go to um, Extended Learning LLC. Just find us on Instagram, and you'll be able to tune in live uh, to our session. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Woo-Woo, who's all the way out in Iowa. She just told me that she's headed back to the East Coast. I guess she misses uh, the craziness over here, or maybe the states are opening up. I don't know. But (laughs) thank you for tuning in. Thank you to all of our listeners. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, Tammy um, had a birthday last week, you guys, last Friday. Tammy had a birthday, so she is one year younger (laughs) uh, today. Uh, So happy uh, belated birthday to you, Tammy. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) 
And also, this Sunday is Mother's Day. Uh, please don't. I know it's crazy times, and most of the time we can't remember what day of the week it is or what the date is, but please remember your mother and all mothers um, this Sunday. Happy Mother's Day to all of you, and we will see you next Tuesday, same time, same station. Good night, everybody. <laughs>